Hello everyone, this is Subhashri Parigrahi and I'm your host on the gallery for this week. I'm a high school senior pursuing my higher studies in Lagos, Nigeria. Let's begin by giving a countdown of the articles that have been published this week at the Teen Pop magazine. We have an article titled Culture Shock where Hannah Pinson gives a real-life account of how she was a victim of racism. We also have tips on what to wear on dates by Adrukya Dotkus. A countdown of two facts about each period three elements by Riddhi Patacharya and the importance of computer science in our lives by Rana Muhammad. Astriel also enlightens us about the recklessness of today's society, while Vinit Ajit talks about the essence of bucketness and what it means to be an egalitarian. We also have a lot of feminist based articles than usual, with Abhirami's If She Had Stopped for a Minute More. Trisha's Their Suffering in Silence, Raghavashri's Account of Nangeli, and we have our Article of the Week Pink Collar by Muskan Sharma. I am now going to invite Muskan Sharma to this talk show and ask her a few questions. Hi Muskan, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very fine. How are you? I'm good too, thank you. So, could you please begin by explaining to us in your words for our listeners? What pink collar workers mean? Okay, so while I was writing this article, uh, I searched a lot and then I came across this uh, uh, this term pink collar workers. And actually, they are this is a, a category of workers who are employed in care oriented career fields, uh, as in we know such as uh, nursing or primary teachers or some social work, such. Uh, jobs are basically termed as pink collar jobs and mostly we know um, the female dominated field of work okay so are there like uh, only females because do you think it is gender stereotyping to associate a care field with the color pink and hence calling them pink collar workers uh, well we all know that uh, uh, since childhood we have been hearing that kiss for girls and blue is for boys so that uh, color bias is all has always been there but if we to look deeper then we can also see that rather than seeing it in a negative light we can uh, we can see uh, pink the color pink as the color of power uh, let me tell you a fact i came across that pink is actually was actually a color made for men so it uh, because it represents uh, a, st- a strength and it represents that you know a- activism so in that light if we see it is a positive take and uh, yes yeah so do you think it is really necessary to eliminate this um, discrepancy or like it's perfectly okay to be calling the workers pink color workers or something we already have different uh, tags for other jobs as well like we have blue collar workers and we have white collar workers so yeah we can say that it is normal to call them pink collar workers but yeah uh, there is a certain uh, stereotype that if it is pink then it would be feminine and it would be these works will be will be taking you know less uh, lesser uh, dedication or lesser status, l- less respect they get. 
so in that way stereotypes come in come in between and that is not good otherwise color does not matter according to me yes i completely agree thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us we are much obliged moving on we have a fun little trivia round for you are you ready okay sure the first question what is the official name of texas okay i guess i'm going to uh no no yeah i have no idea about this one first question i'm already down yeah this one i don't think everybody will be knowing this it's called the lone star state by the way oh okay i will be keeping in mind the next question after i'm done reading the question i'll count till 5 and you have to answer me within 5 seconds will that do okay it's pretty easy you will get it yeah sure if you had only one match and entered a dark room containing an oil lamp some kindling wood and a newspaper which one would you light first one two three uh yeah the match stick absolutely correct see i told you that's pretty easy am i right yes totally correct yeah okay so do you think it is legal for a man to marry his widow's wife uh widow's sister sorry widow's sister how how is that possible the man is that the man would be dead right this is a trick in the question many people don't hear it properly this is a trick you are absolutely correct yeah. a man can marry is dead okay moving on to the next man a uh, next question a man dressed in all black is walking down a country lane suddenly a large black car with no lights on comes around the corner and comes to a halt how did the car driver know he was there um, i'm going to make a guess it was some crossing or some traffic light or something i'm really bad at guesses by the way but yes it was actually broad daylight so you don't really need any light car light or anything to see the oh, okay okay last question another funny one and i hope you'll get this what has a thumb and four fingers but isn't really alive uh so i've heard yeah uh, is it a glove hand yes, glove yes yes it is a glove see i told you it's pretty easy you will get it cool. you got almost everything mostly one or one mistake is completely fine Thank you so much for joining us today Muskan. It was really fun talking to you. We hope we get to talk to you thank more you so often. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all the great work you do. Yeah, and I Would you like to share thank something so with our listeners like that? Thank you so much. You want to share something with our listeners? Yeah. Well, I would say that uh, this topic is really um, it's like a uh, hidden in the plain sight so people should uh, really come up and read more about this this pink collar works and how we can change the mindset of society by taking this a small step in this direction yes totally thank you so much muskan now in case you haven't already go check out our new theme song by nitik it's even playing in the background right now by the way 
As you are checking out the theme song, check out the interviews with Neetik, leading Bollywood choreographer Sneha Desai and NGO founder Kushi Popli from Project Pragati at theteenpop.com. Finally, if you wish to be part of the Teen Pop magazine and join us as a writer, interviewer, designer or NGO who wishes to be part of the Grow with Teen Pop campaign, then check out our website at theteenpop.com. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Canary, hosted by other fellow writers and I'll see you again in a month. Here's Subhashree Panigrai signing off. Thank you so much, Subhashree. Hi guys, I am Madeline Monkman, a high school senior living in the United States. I write articles that bring awareness to civil rights, climate change, free healthcare, and immigration. And today I'm going to be your second host on The Canary, and I'm going to take you across the recent updates in the United States election 2020. When I originally was going to record this, Joe Biden had not yet won the president-elect position. But this morning, Pennsylvania was called around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, and Joe Biden was declared the winner. Millions of Americans and myself have been waiting for this moment, and it's finally here. So it's really beautiful to see so many people celebrating on the streets of Boston, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago. Um, You know, just showing true signs of patriotism that we haven't seen in the past four years. Van Jones, um, Van Jones breaking down in tears on CNN put it best, telling the truth matters and being a good person matters. It's going to be easier for a lot of people. This is a vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. So over the past four years or so, the country has really become extremely divided and this election has torn apart friendships and families. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be needing to promote unity across the country and reach out to the uneducated population that we see voting for Trump. So I guess I'll really start here by giving some background on the past week. While Trump started off the election with leads in battleground states such as Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan, um, and most importantly, Pennsylvania, these states slowly flipped blue for former Vice President Joe Biden. This slow gain can be attributed to the increase of mail-in ballots due to COVID. Um, Iconically, Georgia flipped blue for the first time since 1992, and this can be attributed to the high percentages and voter turnout thanks to Stacey Abrams, who has become one of the biggest voting rights advocates in the United States. She helped register 800,000 voters in Georgia, many of whom, you know, were the ones that flipped the state. So Georgia had also the potential to flip the majority in the Senate in favor of the Democrats with two runoff elections for senator. The candidates are uh, Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff. So these elections will be held on January 5th, 2021. The Senate is crucial for Biden now. In order to continue to hold progressive support, he will need to pass progressive acts through Congress. If the Senate majority is Republican, he will be stopped by Majority Leader um, Mitch McConnell from passing these acts. So the need for Georgia to stay blue is going to be more urgent than ever. Georgia will also most likely hold a recount for the presidential election due to the extremely thin margins of Biden only holding the lead by 0.1%. But The leader that goes into the recount often comes out the leader, Um, so, you know, we really won't see too much of a change there. To say, you know, 2020 has been a historical year would definitely be an understatement. Um, From the mishandling of a global pandemic to a high-stakes election with one of the highest voter turnouts, the United States of America certainly has had its fair share of monumental moments. So, the voter turnout was incredible, and Joe Biden's win can be attributed to the immigrant organizers in Arizona and Black Black grassroots campaigns across the country. Today is not only a historical um, 
for the removal of Donald Trump, but, you know, this election has increased minority representation in government. We have Kamala Harris, the first African-American vice president, Asian-American vice president, and female vice president. So we also have the first out transgender state senator in America, Sarah McBride, along with Mondaire Jones, one of the first out um, gay black men in Congress. But, you know, despite all these positives, there is still some negatives. So Trump and his supporters have been trying to promote conspiracies of voter fraud, going so far to claim that news equipment vans were really smuggling in fake ballots. The reality of the situation is that Democratic Biden supporters were more likely to vote um, via mail due to the pandemic, while Trump supporters believe COVID was a hoax and were instructed by the president to vote in person. So the Trump campaign has filed major lawsuits in Pennsylvania, to quote um, ABC News, alleging that its poll watchers were not being allowed to properly uh, properly observe the vote count. Um, but a judge, you know, obviously denied this request because there was no evidence to back the president's claim of voter fraud. This has caused outrage across the United States, due mainly to the fact that the president is attempting to interfere with a democratic process that has been in place since the 1700s. The Supreme Court getting involved seems highly unlikely, despite Trump's claims on Twitter. Chief Justice Roberts, you know, would not want to hurt the court's reputation by associating it with, you know, this kind of case. Um, Trump's campaign has also filed lawsuits on similar grounds in Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. You may take notice that these are battleground states, which is, you know, not ironic at all, (laughs) including the two crucial states of Arizona and Nevada. Um, But, you know, Joe Biden will obviously be inheriting Uh, the presidency along with an extremely divided nation and the 2020 election has shown the united states and the world how deep-set white supremacy and misogyny lie in the way of the american people you know 70 million roughly to be exact um and despite joe biden leading the popular vote the election sadly was extremely close so it's been brought to light for you know many ignorant people that roughly half of americans would still vote for trump even after experiencing the dysfunction of his administration uh trump has stated many times that he would refuse a peaceful transition of power you know making joe biden's job extremely difficult trump supporters have already broken out in protests across the country attempting to break into ballot offices and even coming to protest like armed with like ak And, you know, Joe Biden spoke Friday night and his speech was a crucial part in the Biden transition plan. It symbolized the end of a campaign, you know, end of division and is trying to go about, you know, repairing what Donald Trump has broken in the United States. So the Democratic Party will really need to evaluate its priorities now that the election has been won. Um, They need to focus on better communication with the uneducated white population and really help teach them about democratic policies that really benefit them. But, you know, they're being lied to by the president and being told that, you know, the Democrats are not helping them. So they really need to be, you know, kind of re-educated in that sense. And a good portion of the Democratic section in Congress, you know, are honestly pretty hypocritical. They seem to only you know, talk the talk rather than walk the walk, Um, and they want to blame progressives for party division. However, you know, in my opinion, these performative um, activists are the reason for the anger directed towards Democratic Congress members. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, one thing I'll say, for the last two years, I and progressive candidates have been unseating powerful Democratic incumbents supported by the DCC. See, not once has anyone in the party asked me what weakness I've found in their operation. If they stop blaming progressives, we can help. And I really do agree with what she's saying here. So many of the incumbent Democrats that she's referring to have sat around attempting to cling on to their seats of power instead of actively campaigning and speaking one-on-one with the American people and hearing their concerns. So, you know, the next step for um, Biden-Harris uh, Biden-Harris transition team 
um, would um, be to figure out a plan to cater to progressives and extreme conservatives in this country, which of course will be extremely hard, but I believe that his cabinet nominations will be really crucial in this and the next thing to look out for. So um, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you guys next week.